You're listening to the Underground Podcast, a podcast dedicated to having conversations on what it's like living as a creative, as well as shine a spotlight on noteworthy photographers, editors, videographers, and inspirational personalities. I'm your host, Cindy Lea. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Underground Podcast, the show for the creatively curious. I'm Cindy Lair, and today we are talking about whether copywriting really does save your work in time of need. And today I'm going to be having a surprise guest for you guys, so make sure you listen all the way through. Um, so I thought it was important to kind of give artists or creatives just an insight on what it does mean to copyright your work because. Usually when you start, you're always told, no, don't copyright if you're trying to do this, copyright if you're trying to do this. So I'm coming from the perspective of an artist who hasn't copyright written my work, but I do see some challenges coming out of that. And today's guest is someone who has done the process, has gone through um, Varsity as well within her medium. So I thought it'd be interesting to bring those two perspectives so you guys can understand for yourselves whether it's something you want to do or not. So now it's time to welcome Lauren Opia. Sorry, I hope I'm saying it right. Opia? Opia? <laughs> yes, Opia. Opia. Okay, so we're introducing Lauren Opia to Underground Podcast. She is, guys, I'm going to have to read you this full intro because I am <laughs> nothing but surprise okay so lauren is a multidisciplinary artist um, she specializes in illustration animation and street art slash graffiti um, she's based in south africa and is currently in her third year at open window institute and she is majoring in motion design and you guys might have seen some of her work with woolworths the fix warner brothers fourth street <laughs> wine and small beat festival lauren i mean your CV is pretty impressive. How did you even get to get this done while being a student? Thank you. Um, it's been a huge challenge. Um, a lot of all-nighters and stress, basically. Yeah. It hasn't been easy, but definitely worth it. Yeah, so you're currently still going through varsity as we speak. Yeah, I'm 23 yeah. this year and still studying. <laughs> But I'm getting there. Oh, girl, don't feel (laughs) bad about that. I'm 26. I went back to school because I was like, ah, no, I need to upgrade somehow. Yeah, I mean, I'm learning a lot, so I don't really Mm -hmm. mind that much. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that actually going through the process of studying your art has helped you define yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been really thankful because my plans have not gone the way that I planned out when I was leaving school, but it's been a perfect knock-on effect. Um, Like I took a gap year um, thinking that I was going to be like the best graphic designer ever. And then I interned at a graphic design company, realized that it wasn't for me. Um, Uh And then from that, I got more, I got better at computers essentially. And then I went and actually studied in Stellenbosch um, at a design school there and Mm -hmm. that also was not for me at all but I found my love for animation Um, Mm -hmm. and then that's when I moved to Open Window last year and Mm -hmm. that has been 
the best decision I've made possibly in my entire life because it's an amazing yeah. school and from it like you get to learn things that you wouldn't expect to I mean I didn't think I would be doing animation or videography or photography or like a whole range of things if I hadn't actually studied it definitely i think that's also something i've learned to appreciate um because i do have friends who've been to open windows some have graduated from there and um just appreciating hearing them appreciate the scope of seeing the different parts of art and then deciding okay this is where i want to go and this is the direction i want to go in yeah it saves you a lot of time doesn't it yeah it does and it's i it's a brilliant institute as well i'm very mm. lucky to be there um, yeah. because I, I have the comparison from the previous university well design school I was at in Stellenbosch compared to Open Window um, definitely yeah and it's a brilliant brilliant institute well that's why they charge the big bucks that's why <laughs> they charge the big bucks yep. yeah <laughs> yeah um, so so then how did you so I'm surprised. How did you decide to do freelance work on the side? Is it because you wanted to or do they push students to kind of explore that as well? Um, no, so I've been doing freelance work since I was about 16. Um, it, oh, damn, interesting. <laughs> it started with graffiti and murals, actually. Um, yeah. And from that, I've also, like, it's also been a snowball effect. And how I've gotten, like, basically all of my jobs is through Instagram ironically because I don't have a huge following on there um so yeah. but it's and Instagram can be horrible but it's also an amazing platform for artists as well so I wouldn't have definitely gotten, I would never have gotten any mm. of those jobs if it, if I weren't posting my work on there as well mm. Mm. And so, guys, I just want to give you a bit of backstory. So, I found out about Lauren's work on Instagram. There I know you go. she's saying it does. <laughs> she doesn't have that many followers, but like, I think the difference is, even though the smallowing is the following is small, it's about the quality of work. Like, I have stayed on your page for years because I just want to see what you do next. Where can I find your street art? Because I love your street Thank art. You. I think it's so cool when I spot them and I'm like, oh my God, that's Lauren. I've never <laughs> met her, but she seems like a cool person, you know? Um, <laughs> so that's amazing. Props to you for keep it, keeping it going. Do you find sometimes it's hard to like keep it going? Um, it is pretty difficult, um, especially mm -hmm. being a woman in the scene because... <clears throat> Obviously, oh, wow. Port your fingers. <laughs> obviously yeah. I can't just go out on the streets and paint by myself. Um, I have to get people to go with me. And with graffiti, there's a whole ego complex kind of thing. And it's like people don't want to paint with you if you're not like really good. And a lot of people, Interesting. yeah, a lot of the guys like discredit my work completely. Um, so yeah and also it's especially in Joburg and South mm -hmm. Africa in general um, it's really dangerous as well to go and paint somewhere so in the when I was younger I used to paint in places like Newtown and Mabineng, um, Troyville but 
I think I had guardian angels back then because nothing happened to me and I would often just go by myself or with one other yeah. friend. Um, Definitely, <laughs> I hear that, yeah. But now, yeah. because of the safety aspect, I mostly just paint at like um, skate parks because at least I can just take a bunch of guys with me and be like, okay, you go play, I'll paint. <laughs> Okay, so you have you have your own backup security on the move, is what you're yeah. saying. Well, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, no, I relate because when I started as well, I think I was 19 when I started. I used to go all the way to Joba Mamboneng, the same, because um, that scene was just exciting to be within. But then you don't realize how you're putting yourself into situations where things could really go really yeah. bad. Um, but yeah, like I think, yeah, but that's the magic though, because there's just that adrenaline, the fear. I don't know if, if that's something you drive off when you create. Oh, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> I hate, because um, <laughs> also with graffiti, um, if you're spray painting in one spot all day, you're pretty much just a sitting duck. Like if you're doing a big proper yeah. mural, like you're just sitting there the whole day um, and anyone, mm. I just, have as a woman in South Africa I just think of the worst possibilities all the time so yeah definitely and it's become worse with the with the times like you guys growing up now it's different from when I was you know growing up like it was you knew there was issues but it wasn't so yeah you like as it is right now more naive I guess and yeah definitely definitely you're believing the best would happen yeah <laughs> anyway so in terms of actually believing the best have you had situations where yes you know this is your work you're proud to represent it and put it out online do you have issues where putting it online has like um i don't want to say created copycats but has it kind of changed how you put your work online i don't know if that's uh, something you really um i was never really nervous about it um before mm -hmm. especially when I didn't have a lot of followers but I think now when I'm in the in-between stage like it's not like I have like 150 followers but it's also um, where like no one would see my work anyway but it's also not like I have a hundred thousand followers where if somebody tries to copy me people will be like no 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 that I can see that that looks like that Lauren okay. so yeah yeah it is quite nerve-wracking and especially since um I went through a whole legal battle where that exact thing happened please please expound please expound we'd love to hear <laughs> how you managed to get through that um so that was an absolute nightmare so basically just for context um there was this I'll call it an event um that basically copied my entire brand from the color palette to the subject matter to the compositions the my Hectic. eye motif and my name um so wait even your your signature they copied yeah, that they did <laughs> <laughs> what no originality at mm. all and I, I didn't know about it until people started messaging me and saying, Lauren, why didn't you tell us that you're hosting your own um, event? And I was like, oh, crazy. I'm hosting an event? 
and <laughs> question mark question mark um yeah and then i went on to the instagram page and yeah it was basically all copied and then um a lot of a few people started commenting being like are you aware that this is basically yeah just go on to Lauren's Instagram and you'll see it's literally the same um uh-huh. and then they had the audacity to be like oh yeah maybe you can paint a mural for us since your style is so similar and i was like <laughs> Ah, uh, <laughs> no, don't do that. Since it's so similar, I'm the creator. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then that ended up turning into a huge legal battle because the issue was that this event was going to become a continuing event and it was going to obviously only grow in popularity. So, uh-huh. if it were to become an actual thing that continues for years then everyone they could make millions without even paying you exactly you said and, yeah. and the issue is that like when people would see like in years to come people were to see the word opia with an i with a certain color palette and like subject matter mm-hmm. they wouldn't think mm-hmm. of what i've been creating since i was 16 and mm-hmm. working on like single handedly um with Building. love and passion that they would just see mm. that and think of the event essentially mm. and that was the mm. huge issue i had behind it and it wasn't cuz they it's so difficult with art and creativity because there's such a gray area between inspiration and plagiarism so oh, yeah it's like and there's there are so few um laws behind it because it's still such like a new thing um ironically because mm. art has been around forever but yeah yeah i think maybe i think maybe cuz i started to realize this the more i was speaking to people maybe cuz media in sa is so young mm. um compared to the states where you literally like like you said you can take someone to court but like in the states i can take you to court today within a few weeks it's sorted like it's not a big mm. deal whereas here you have to convince people that actually it's seriously my business <laughs> this is seriously what i'm doing on top of that also being a woman is just yeah you're fighting with people over something they think is a hobby and it's an art is like it's so subjective as well so there's mm. so many ways <clears throat> so many ways to like argue about it um mm. and that was why there was so much back and forth because they were like they had said like oh no we never even heard of you so how would we copy you and um there were a lot of holes and that can stand especially if they don't think that you're following is that yeah, big yeah um you know? but mm. the there were so many holes in that because like mm-hmm. the people who were running it had followed me on Instagram for a while before that mm-hmm. and like the they were collaborating with another company who I had worked mm. for previously who also had an event and I worked at that event I did a mural and then the following year like I projected my animations like onto a building at the event um and those the people who had plagiarized my work were at the event both years when I worked for them so like yeah. to say that they had never seen my work 
well, it's it was like so disingenuous yeah um yeah and even if they had never seen my work like i can't just go if i say i live in a cave and i've never seen and i decide i want to make something that can wash my body of germs and i see a bird fly past and i'm like i'm going to create a soap company called dove um yeah dove's not going to be like oh no shame but you've never seen our brand so it's fine you can make your own brand like <laughs> it exists so you you can't like sorry for that's you. such a good analogy yeah literally literally i don't care you copy this or something and i know it's my work so you had wait, did you do this by yourself or did you have lawyers or like what helped um, you so thankfully my dad is actually a lawyer so it was like <laughs> okay. the first time i was actually able to pull the my dad's lawyer card but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i'm really grateful for that and that's like a huge privilege on my side that i was actually able to fight this um but mm. um and it was so interesting because during all of this um i had about mm. like 15 people message me saying thank you for actually fighting this because and keep fighting it because yes. i went through the same thing already and yes. um i notice it's like huge for graffiti artists because a lot of the times they'll do a mural and then an ad company will go and shoot an ad in front of their mural and then they get no compensation mm. but if you were to hire out a space or like um any form of interiors or whatever you would still pay for that yet they think that graffiti is just public ground essentially mm. i think maybe because uh is it maybe because people still is it true that people still don't have the respect for it like i do like i love even last night i was at a friend's house i was looking through street art you know mm. books and i love it so much i think it's such an amazing way of expressing but do you feel like everyone would feel the same about it um i definitely have seen um progress in the past few years actually um like mm. i think it is getting there and it's becoming a very credible art form now but um when it comes to like the lettering so if you do like a letter piece with um someone's name that's often seen as like gangs or whatever um the older oh, generations yeah. think of it but yeah. yeah but i mean a lot of like i've even seen like companies take photos in front of like people's murals and like those go on billboards and then the artist gets no compensation for that whatsoever um so there's so mm. many and i mean the reason you were in front of that photo was cuz i mean that art was cuz you liked exactly. it exactly um and you profiting off of it at the end of the day anyway mm. so mm. yeah mm. um and like with this company that basically plagiarized my work um it was such a back and forth and for me it was also during like exams and final year end hand and so i truly didn't have time for this um and basically like they um sorry i lost my train of thought now <laughs> <laughs> it's all right yeah you part out um yeah but, don't worry um basically oh yes yeah, so basically 
I didn't have time for this and I just thought because they weren't going to back down um and I didn't want to back down so I just thought okay let me try come up with something to meet in the middle and mm-hmm. I made a proposal to them personally I said listen um I know that you've spent a lot of money on this and it will cost you a lot to change everything um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so what about this why don't you keep the branding the same for just this year um and then from the following years um you can do you you have to change it but as compensation i'm not doing this for money and i wanted to show that um because mm-hmm. that's a lot of people were saying like oh Lauren's just trying to get some money from this which was not the case at all yeah. um yeah yeah so i said i don't want money but i want you to have a rape crisis tent there um so basically at a lot of events or festivals the festivals yeah, yeah. there's a lot of like sexual assault that goes on and um for the survivors there there's nothing they can mm-hmm. do they can't drive out to a hospital or a police station or whatever um mm-hmm. so i say and also like at a lot of events there's red frogs which are there to protect and help like people who are all mm-hmm. a drugged up or drunk or whatever so why can't they yes. do the same why can't this basic need be yeah. there yeah so i said yeah. um and and i said to them and here's all the information for you to initiate it um here are yeah. all the numbers email addresses um and you can That's keep amazing. the branding the same um yeah and then you can also donate say 15,000 rand to um one of these organizations um in that's um in both of our names yeah. and that mm-hmm. and that would be the compensation that I would want and mm-hmm. it's so sad because they completely ignored that and decided to just rebrand instead spent oh, wow. the money that could have gone so... on into something good onto just rebranding oh wow that is so painful to hear mm. that is actually so sad to hear yeah so it's like it's a but a sweet and a win and a lose situation. Mm, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. I because I was actually having a conversation with my sister yesterday just how how much harder us women have to work just to ask for basic mm. basic rights. It's insane. I mean, that was something so small for them to do to rectify the situation, but they were like, "Nah." I want to put more money because I wanted to come out how I wanted. I don't care about anyone else. Mm. That's And after yeah. after this event happened and like mm. a couple of friends of mine saw the proposal that I made to them because I just put it yes. I put a statement on Instagram um saying the proposal for them um mm-hmm. because there were a lot of people involved in this and I wasn't allowed to say a thing. I was completely silenced, which was very frustrating because you mm-hmm. have to be so careful about what you put out there because the choice of wording yeah, for sure. Yeah, with lawyers they can flip things so easily. Um 
So, yep, I know this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had to always be so careful of what I said to the point where I hardly said anything. So at the end of it, I just gave a statement saying this is what happened. They ignored my proposal and whatever. And then um, after this event happened, a couple of people that I know on Instagram they messaged me and they actually said that they have a friend or a few friends that were assaulted at that festival. And oh my it's just frustrating because it it is a reality. It happens all the time, and especially in places Every like events and festivals where there's alcohol yes. induced. And yeah, it's sad that they drugs and other mm, things. Yeah, because it it could have started something really like a cool initiative for all festivals and events. To I have. think so. I think so. And also just um. I think also just because basically the issue with GBV is there is awareness, but there isn't like set ways of helping, saving, protecting people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like preventing it before it's actually a thing, mm. you know, because festival goers could come into the festival, see the tents. Like you don't even realize just someone visualizing something so simple could change how they behave exactly. or how much they drink or how they look at women. Like people don't realize something small like that is such yeah, a big difference. Because... I think maybe the owners of this event they didn't want to have that because they didn't want to seem like oh no like this doesn't happen not at our event absolutely not but oh, having wow. that there so yeah exactly and well they're all like white men who owned this event so um and but having this like tent there would actually a it, as you said it would be sort of a prevention measure and and yeah and then also like just to if something does happen to anyone they can go to this tent and like get the swabs for evidence or whatever which Mm, otherwise they like instantly yes wouldn't be able to do i mean because they're in the middle of nowhere and exactly, also just and people live in so many different yeah, places. Yeah, and also just emotional support and stuff. So, yeah, it's sad that they just looked past that. I'm so sorry you experienced that, and also the fact that you knew people who knew people who went there and something did mm. happen. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, it is sad, but um, yeah, apparently it was. This is how we yeah, grow. I met someone um, a few months ago who went to that festival and he said it was apparently really shit so (laughs) on top of that so it was like a fire festival situation (laughs) so yeah their karma came that's literally karma doesn't waste time she's a bitch she knows what she needs to pay (laughs) so coming through out of that experience how how would you advise um artists who are trying to decide about copywriting and preventing the work or taking care of the work how how would you advise people trying to do that? um i would say if you have an original name definitely copyright that and um also just use of seos and so like for instagram use the hashtags hashtag your name even if you have like 20 followers just do it because when they said that they because obviously opia is not i didn't invent the word um so i can't Mm. copyright it um and oh does it's not your surname no no (laughs) oh 
wow interesting <laughs> what does it mean um it's from so basically there was this psychologist who just invented a bunch of words that mean like a variation of different things and one of them was opia yes. um and that's yes. the simultaneous invasive yet vulnerable feeling of looking into someone's eyes um and <laughs> sounds very deep i know but basically why i chose that is because um firstly in graffiti the shorter the name the better like if you have it's usually three to five letters in a name um and then uh-huh. also i saw it as being fitting because the first thing i ever spray painted was a pair of eyes so um that's oh, wow. why i went with it but yeah also so basically just instagram hashtagging opia art or whatever um is great because mm-hmm. if you then if you google it it's likely to come up as well interesting okay so tip one you said is uh, hashtag your name mm. uh seos be specific about your hashtags and how they work on that aspect yeah and then also what i need to start doing as well i have not done this yet but also when you just post anything just add a watermark even if it's like frowned upon among artists it will help you at I the know, end of the day i know even <laughs> even within photography cuz people keep going like dude how are you not watermarking your stuff and i'm like ah i've been told not to so what do i do <laughs> yeah it's like do i kind of ruin my work or do I protect my work? Yeah. <laughs> Literally because that's and that's the gray area in, in so many parts of our business. Mm, exactly. And especially because people just think that okay, well we're in the age of the internet like it it doesn't really matter like if I mm. use your photo in as my wallpaper and then I send it mm. to other people, mm. you send it to other people. Um and they screenshot yeah, exactly. and this and, and that. then and then your name is lost within it and then that's how it can be copied so easily as well definitely so i do see the advantage about watermark yeah. because even though they screen grab i mean it's still you on that image mm and i mean like look at mm. pinterest there's like a lot of artworks on there where the artist has been completely washed out yeah true and you true, can't true, true. find the artist who made the work because there's no watermark mm. Yeah, take me back to the Tumblr days. <laughs> But yeah, I hear you. Mm. All right. Is there anything else that you'd like to advise our kids and gals out there? Um I think just definitely just stick with your guns and if you ha- if you see someone who's also experiencing a similar thing, um just go full like internet warrior on it because for me I remember I was yes, with you when that you. whole thing was happening because <laughs> um, <laughs> that support really does yeah, help. I literally I would not have a case if it wasn't for the literal hundreds of people that were commenting mm. um because mm. if it was just me my they would have just deleted my comments and it would have gone unnoticed but because mm. there were so many hundreds of comments like i was actually able to protect my brand and save it at the end of the day so yeah basically mm. just support your fellow artists at the end of the day 
Mm, that's so amazing. That's so amazing. Thank you so much, Lauren, for joining Thank me on this podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been amazing, guys. Basically, on the cliff note or the end note of what we're trying to say is find any way you can to protect your work find your tribe people who also who will also help you protect your work because really you can't really do anything in this world by yourself and yeah just find your brand find your image find your message and stick to that because just like lauren she was able to defend her brand because knew her work her value and what it meant to the rest of us so thanks so much for listening to underground podcast before we go show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a voice note within the anchor app and you can share some love on our instagram um on our um, handle at underground pod um and stay tuned for next week's episode bye everyone bye lauren bye leo